Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. I'm Joel, he's Mike, and we're here to share some good news. That's, of course, uh, something you'll hear on this program a lot, those two words, good news, or the single word that means the same thing, the gospel. We're here to talk about the gospel here on Growing in Grace. How's things with you, Mr. Mike Kapler? Well, just fine. Thank you for asking, Mr. Joel. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Um, <laughs> we're going to start talking now about grace. No. <laughs> no, but you ever... Yeah, I mean, I run into this all the time at work because I, I get around quite a bit on my job. I mean, I'm all over the place, different towns, different clinics and everything. And I see people and the question always comes up, how are you? How's it going? <laughs> nobody mm-hmm. ever, and it's, nobody ever really answers that question. And if they do answer that question, it's like, oh no, here they go <laughs> with their life story here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's really kind of more of a salutation, I guess. <laughs> exactly. But. Yeah. So anyway, we've been talking about what some people call PBA, performance-based acceptance, or performance-based Christianity, behavior modification. Go ahead and uh, check out last week's podcast to see uh, where we're coming from in all of this. Basically, it's the idea that in, in the church today, the focus of sermons, of classes, of ministries seems to be mainly to try to get people to perform right, you know, to try to get people to be living right. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with living right. We're not coming against that. We're not saying that it's bad to be good. But what we're saying is that the focus in the church today has been perform for Jesus rather than understanding how Jesus has already performed for us. In, in other words, it's all about Jesus and what he has done. And what we do really kind of flows from that, his life in us and the grace of God that's at work in us. So that's where we're coming uh, from when we talk about performance-based Christianity and behavior modification. Yeah, because much of what we heard over the years that religion has taught us is that this is about how much I'm going to give back to God. It's going to be how much of my life is dedicated to him. I need to be doing things for Jesus. How much do I love God? I mean, those kinds of things are are the things that often were were hammered down on us during Sunday sermons, right? And and it really misses the whole point uh, almost, you know, by 180 degrees in many ways. Because what the gospel is really about isn't what we're doing for him. It's, It's what he did for us. The focus, the centerpiece of, of the gospel is, is the finished work of Christ, the sacrifice that he made at the cross for us, the blood that he shed, the suffering that he went through, and what that provided for us in this new covenant. But it was all about him. It, it, this thing called the Christian life, it's, it was never meant to be about you and me. It was always meant to be about him. But we get so focused on us, and unfortunately, sometimes that, that can take us to a place where we... We, we suddenly took what was a free gift and we fall back into a, a mentality of, of works to establish our position with God, to even uh, establish our, our righteousness with him, which is what the Jews did under the, under the law. And that, that's not what Christianity, that's not what the gospel is meant to be. It's just the opposite of that. It's not about how much I love God. It's about how much he loved me. 
And now once I begin to understand that, I can return that love. But whatever love I have for him came because I realized first how much he loved me. And, and we can go on and on from here. Yeah, I mean, that really is what should be at the center, what should be the focus, what should be the foundation. What we're rooted and grounded in is God's love and grace and not our performance because we can get focused on our performance and we can have even a really, really good performance and it, it really counts as dung. It counts as nothing compared with the free gift that Jesus Christ worked for. His finished work on the cross, that is where our righteousness comes from. That is where our life comes from. It comes from his work, not our own work. We can't give anything to God, but we receive what he has freely given us, and we walk in. And if you read Paul's epistles, and I think this is one of the areas where the church has probably gone wrong, is that you'll probably see whether it's 70% to 30% or 80% to 20% or whatever, you'll see Paul talking mostly about God's grace, his love, our identity in him, Christ in us. You'll hear him talking mostly about those things. And then he'll address some behavior issues that were happening in, in the churches that he was writing to. He'll address some things that were going on. But that wasn't the focus of what Paul was talking about. That wasn't the main gist of his message. And in the church today, that's kind of flipped around. You might hear a little bit of talk about grace and identity here and there, but for the most part, the sermons, the messages, Sunday school and Christian radio and TV and all that stuff, so much of it, a great majority of it, is focused on behavior, 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 performance, 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 morality, morality, morality. And often... Jesus is either left completely out of the equation and his finished work, or it's just touched on like, yeah, we need to talk a little bit about that. But for the most part, you guys need to get yourselves in order. You need to start living right. And uh, that, I think, misses the point of what Jesus really came for. He came that not that we would have behavior modification or, or change our performance for the better, but so that we could have life. There's such a big difference between changing our behavior and actually having life that Jesus gave us. And it's hard for people to understand this sometimes. I, I know when I came into grace, this, this was an area that just seemed kind of fuzzy to me. I, I was trying to grasp it because I, I think I was so performance-based. I knew, I knew salvation was a free gift, don't get me wrong, but I was very performance-based, and a lot of that came from the religious roots that I'd been hanging around. And so, but yeah, I mean, when we're always trying to focus on our own improvement and fixing things and, you know, getting some self-help classes or just always trying to get better and improve, trying harder. I good Joel, trying harder. That, that was my specialty. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, well, before I really understood grace, I mean, I could try harder. That was one of my best qualities, trying harder. Of course, I always failed. Not all the time, not every time, but eventually I would constantly be falling short and I would kind of want to try and start over again, try harder again. And it just always brought me to a place of self-condemnation and feeling like God was a million miles from me. It did the opposite of what I thought it was going to do. But let me give you another example, Joel. When it comes to law and rules, it's not always just the Ten Commandments and the Law of Moses we're talking about. I had a rule, Joel, when I was young because I got saved at a young age. And so I was told by somebody who was going to work on discipling me that I was going to read 10 chapters of my Bible every day. Mm -hmm. And guess what happens if I didn't read the 10? 
I felt like I was going to go to hell, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and so I'd feel, so there was times where I had to try to catch up. And, I, and back then in those younger days, I was even using colored pencil, one for each day of the week. So, you know, you could really tell what days I was reading. So eventually I, you know, I did the 10 chapters thing for a long, long time. Uh, and there were, of course, times where I missed or, you know, I'd have to start all over again, that kind of thing, like I was talking about before. But eventually, it just got to the point where I would just read something per day. But when I came into Grace, Joel, Joel, this may shock some people, but I I can go weeks without reading my Bible and feeling (sighs) bad about it. (laughs) Collective gasp. I could just hear everybody. Even even God was shocked by that, right? Um, And I'll tell you one thing, too, and I've probably mentioned this in in past podcasts, but and I'm not saying whether this is good, bad, or in between. I'm just telling you how it is in my life. I don't spend as much time in quiet time prayer time as I did when I was had a, a more legalistic mindset. That sounds like, gee, Cap, this grace thing doesn't sound like it's doing you much good. You don't read the Bible as much. You don't pray as much. I, I've never been in my mind, Joel, I, I've never felt more closer to God than what I am now. Of course, God is always with us, and he doesn't drift, you, you know, based on how we respond to him or anything like that. It's just that in my growth of grace, my fellowship with God is it's a 24-hour thing. It's, it's mm-hmm. not based on just reading a book or spending time in one-way communication to him. Communication can happen back and forth in the course of any given day. I just relish and rest in the, the good news now and uh, his love for me. And it changed everything when I came into this. But yeah, I mean, we, we are so big on making rules, aren't we? I mean, <laughs> we can... And, and the thing is, with you, with you talking about that, Cap, saying that you don't read the Bible as much, you don't have as much prayer, and, and all these other, what some people in the church would call spiritual disciplines, you know Jesus better, and that's because Jesus is what it's all about. We didn't get saved to know a book, you know, the Bible. We didn't get saved to go to church. Nothing wrong with reading the Bible. Nothing wrong with going to church. Those are great things. Uh, but it's Jesus to whom we've been saved. We've been saved to him. We've been set apart to God, a person, th- the creator. That's who it is that we've come to know. And when we live our lives by rules and regulations and laws, we can very easily miss Jesus Christ. I mean, the Pharisees were really good at that. There were 613 laws and commandments under the Old Covenant, but they had created thousands more, really, when it came down to it, that they were trying to get people to live by. They added rules to the Sabbath. They added rules and regulations trying to help people, trying to, sometimes, maybe with with good intentions, trying to help people to keep the laws, but in a lot of cases, it was trying to put people under their finger, trying to get them to to do what they thought they needed to do. but And we talk about the Pharisees under the law doing that, but in the church today, we've added so many rules. I mean, probably thousands upon thousands that I've heard in my lifetime in the church, and I could never live up to all those things that I've heard. And um, what it does is, like you with the, uh, you know, if you hadn't read your your 10 chapters or whatever, it leads to condemnation, self-condemnation. It leads to feeling bad about our relationship with God when it wasn't about those things in the first place. It was about, like you were saying earlier, it was about God's love for us, what he has done for us, and us receiving that love. That's really what it's all about. 
Well, it is. And, and uh, yeah, th- I'm glad you followed up with what you just said there because that, that's really what this has come down to for me is understanding the gospel, understanding that I'm complete in him, I'm accepted by him, and I, I can go with that. I love reading the Bible, especially now that I understand more about it when it comes to the new covenant compared to the old and, and all the things that we have in Christ and his finished work. All of this is great stuff, and I love reading the Bible. It's just that I don't need it anymore. It's not part of my identity when it comes to my position with God. It's not that I, it's not that I don't like reading the Scripture. It's just that it's, it, it became a, a legalistic thing for me to read it. I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people probably do that. Reading the Bible, probably because they think it's what they're supposed to do, It's a duty, you know, rather than reading the Bible, looking through the Scriptures in order to get to know the one that the Scriptures are pointing to, the life of the one that the Scriptures are about. Well, coming up next week, we're going to switch gears just a little bit, I guess. A lot of times, you know, the question is asked in the Church, what would Jesus do? We've all heard that. What about... Instead of asking what would Jesus do in a given situation, let's just forget all that and look back and ask, what has Jesus done? We think that might perhaps be more beneficial, and we'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingandgrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.